Here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. How is that for an introduction today? Welcome, my name is Eddie Cohn. I'm the host, creator of The Spiritual Spiral. And awesome, amazing conversation coming up today with Tony Ann Monaco. She is a yoga teacher. I mean, I guess she she was teaching at Sweat Yoga, but now she's on Zoom, which I feel like every yoga teacher in Los Angeles has begun. They have, We have begun teaching yoga classes on Zoom. So no more uh, adjustments, no more vibe in the room. It's all about Zoom. So check her out on Instagram at Tony and Monaco. That's T-O-N-I-A-N-N and then Monaco, Tony and Monaco. Take her class when Sweat Yoga opens again, like all the yoga studios out here, take her class or head over and find her on Zoom. And I'm thrilled about today's episode and I'll get there in a second. We'll obviously listen to the conversation very soon, but if you enjoy the show, if you find it stimulating, interesting, and if it gets you to think a little bit about the world we're living in and maybe helps you think about maybe you should be living your life a different way, or just if you enjoy the show, head over to iTunes, give it a review, five stars, ideally share it with your friends. That stuff is really helpful. You can visit my website, IamEddieCone.com, and join the newsletter over there. But I'll tell you why I dug the conversation. I think one of the my biggest challenges, and you know, sometimes I listen to Mark Maron or Joe Rogan, and he'll speak to Kevin Hart or somebody, and and there is this effortlessness to sometimes the way guests speak. And I wonder, and I'm very critical of myself as I am a host here of my of my own show, you know, some guests are just, they feel vulnerable, they let it hang out, and others just literally just will say, yeah, or no, or they have an ego about them, or it's kind of obvious that they want to appear as though they have everything together. And and maybe that's true or not, but it's it can lead to a pretty boring podcast. So I am critical of myself. I wonder if there's something I could do to maybe help the person relax, or maybe I could have asked better questions. It's, it's, and also maybe it's this sort of innate quality that who knows what it is. It could be the person's mood, the energy. You just don't know. So it was really, to me, one of the best podcasts is when it feels like it's just a natural back and forth. I, I have guests on where it's impossible to have a conversation because they're only talking about themselves. And while that may be interesting, kind of, and maybe they came onto my show thinking that it was just all about them, there is something really cool and special where there is this natural back and forth. And not that I want to talk about myself the whole show, but there's this sort of natural back and forth that happens in a typically a really great conversation that I enjoy. Not only being a part of, but also listening to that type of conversation. And, I, and truth be told, I often am quite apprehensive to share much of my life towards people. I kind of wait till they ask me. It's, it's something I've sort of adopted, whether I'm consciously aware of it or not. But I think people are so into talking about themselves that I've noticed that it's very rare that people will ask you how you're doing. Pay attention to that sort of in your day-to-day life over the next month. Just check to see if people really kind of put their phone down and ask you how you're doing. So with all of that being said, it was great to have a conversation with Tony Ann where it was just this sort of natural energy that just went back and forth. And clearly, I think part of the reason why I like Tony Ann is that 
She's not trying to pretend that she has the world figured out. She's very honest about her own issues and anxieties and joys in life. And we actually had a lot of, we had a lot in common, shockingly, about some of our own anxieties and issues. And one thing I can't stand, and similarly to her, I can't stand when people eat with their mouth open. I can't stand mouth breathers in yoga class. So we talk about yoga. We talk about anxiety, sort of the insanity of our world right now. We talk about the annoyances of mouth breathers. And we also share something in common. We were wearing masks on airplane like years ago. We were early adopters of the mask. So I think you're going to really enjoy the show. So as always, if, if you do enjoy it, as I said, head over to iTunes, write a review. You can find Tony Ann on Instagram at Tony Ann Monaco. I think she's on TikTok too, but I don't use that. So I've got enough technology in my life for now. But knowing, knowing me, I'll probably be on TikTok in like six months or something. So um, I guess that's it. So you can, again, you can find Tony Ann on Instagram. I think she's on Twitter, TikTok, take her class on Zoom or at Sweat Yoga when yoga studios finally open up again. And you can also reach me on Instagram too, at Eddie Cohn and say hello. I think I'm going to start doing some new stuff on Instagram or new types of podcasts. I'm trying to figure it all out. But as always, thank you so much to Tony Ann for joining me on the show. And thank you to you for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for doing this. Is this a good time? Yeah, this is good. I'm just making a matcha latte real quick, if that's okay. No, I, it's totally okay. We can. Okay. Chat. I need a. I need like a midday pick me up desperately. I hear you. So, how's your day going? First of all. It's going well. I had um, a client earlier, and then I had to run some errands, and then. Um, I don't know if I if you saw that I did yoga bar teacher training. I did, so, yes. Yeah, so I had a little class this afternoon and just doing laundry and, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? How's your day been? It's been good. I've really spent a lot of time writing and like I finished my I finished my book and I'm making a new album right now and back to doing music again. So you know, oh, awesome. part of me really has enjoyed this, this time because I've, I've had some extra time to write and. Yeah, I definitely feel like, although this time has been extremely challenging yeah. and, and awful <laughs> yes. in some ways, um, I am really enjoying the time home. I love teaching online. I, thank goodness for, for Zoom. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to take the time to um, to grow, you know what I mean? And not Definitely. have to depend on teaching in a studio or going to a nine to five job, you know, like working on the clock. So I'm still navigating it all. I wish I was a bit more prepared, but don't we all? Yeah. So. Well, let's, I want to talk about that a little bit because Zoom has been this fantastic avenue for people, I believe. Yeah. It was actually kind of crazy when the studios opened up suddenly. The, the, the last thing I knew was that they were due to open in August. And then 
in beginning mid June, really, it was just bam, boom, we're open, come back. <laughs> yes. You know? um, it was a hard balance to have to go back to the studio, and then also I had my Zoom schedule. So the first two weeks of being back in the studio was extremely challenging because I didn't want to just up and quit my Zoom classes. Sure. Yeah, because I, it's so cool. I have some students back on the East Coast that join in with me. I have a student from Serbia that joins every single week. That's great. Um, so it's really cool. And like they, they've come and taken my classes here and there in L.A., but just because they're not in L.A. anymore, they, like they can still take my class, which yeah. is super exciting. So, so how is that emotionally for you going because you're, you know, just really quickly to your point, it, Governor Newsom was really strict about August 1st. Then I don't know if he was getting some pushback or somebody said something, but literally it felt like within a few days, uh, we're open <laughs> and it just was bizarre. So how was that? How did you, especially in sweat where it's, it's really hot and I have a friend who just who teaches at hot eight, but she's not going back. So how, what was the energy like for you the, that, that week or two at sweat? The energy, you know, honestly, it was it was actually really exciting to be back. And everybody that did come into the studio was super excited and happy to be there. Um, it was different. Yeah. It was very different. How you know, so? I, how I so? Really, like, what do you what do you mean? I mean, so I had I, I had to get there early to get my temperature taken at the front and sanitize. And then I would stand at the front to greet my students, which, you know, which was great, you know, because I, I was able to greet each and every single one of them. But I, I had to ask them COVID questions, right. if they were showing any symptoms or if they've been around anyone who had COVID that they knew of and then take their temperature. Wow. And, and then they, once they got in the room, like, like they had where you know, everybody has to wear their mask. Uh, towards like the last week, so I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know all the, the the major rules and regulations, but I had these like little cotton gloves. I felt like Minnie Mouse walking around the studio. They were white. <laughs> That's um, hysterical. So yeah, it's just I, I yeah I don't know if there was some there there had to have been some type of pressure for them to just be like okay we you go ahead open the floodgates. Anything goes, and now, now they're taking it back because it they they shouldn't have done it to begin with. I, I, I yeah, this is just a crazy time that we're living in. Were you nervous at all teaching in that room? Like just, and it's weird. Like just to preface it, but I'm not forgetting the question. I'm a germaphobe, but strangely, I feel like I'm not worried about. I, I feel like I'm going to be okay if I catch this COVID thing. But I, but then I find myself, if, if I walk by somebody who's coughing, I'm like, holy shit, I got to get out of here. So it's like, it's, yes. so I, I, were you yeah. nervous? Were you nervous in there? No, honestly, no, because from what I was told, and now I could be very wrong or, or my source could be very wrong, sure. but I was told that the virus cannot live in in those high temperatures. Well, we were told that a few months ago, but here we are in July. It's like 90 fucking degrees outside and everybody's getting it. So, <laughs> so, so I, I mean, it wasn't a source. That was actually the CDC and Dr. Fauci, quote unquote, the expert of the world, who said that. And here we are closed up again. 
<laughs> wait, hi, wait, did you watch Tiger King completely of, derailing the of conversation? Of course, who didn't? Um, yeah. My favorite meme is is the guess what? Or guess what, motherfucker? Like that's like COVID to all of us. Yes. <laughs> Just when we feel like we're like, yes, we're getting back to normal, everything's great. And then COVID. Guess yeah. what, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't nervous. And, okay. and honestly, Sweat Yoga, they did such a great job thoroughly sanitizing everything before and after class. I felt safer there than I did working um, part-time because I still work part-time in a restaurant. And that restaurant shall not be named because it's... Yeah. Hell on earth. It's a dumpster fire. But anyways. Well, I was, this is, so I thought about you for a few reasons. One we, yeah. we kind of already touched on, but you really, you know, I, you worked in food, food service, you worked in yoga, and then I, I know you also do hair and you're an actor. So you're the four industries that have been like impacted the most by this whole fucking thing. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. Like I, to me, I balance it all and I make it work and, and it all makes sense to me. But then when I try to explain it to somebody else, it's kind of like I can't make up my mind. But then, you know, before I moved out to LA, I've been out here for eight years now. Um, before I moved here, I worked full time in a salon. It was great. I enjoyed it. But I just, I just felt like this is it. I, I kind of went a little stir crazy. Like I, I just wanted to do more, and sure. I just I don't I don't know if I could do something full time, the same thing, all day every day. I just don't know if I have that personality. I I don't I don't know. Well, there's nothing. Look, I struggled for years. I used to think that as an artist, you have to be just one thing, and not that I'm you know J Lo or Justin Timberlake, but I realized over the last ten years that. It's it's okay to be a painter and a dancer and a musician and a and a singer and a, and in movies. I I think the thing that I was struck with with you was it just you happen to have four areas or modalities where like all of all four of them have been dramatically impacted by what's going on right now. So as as an actor, are you even going out on auditions right now? It's like done. I've been receiving through all throughout quarantine a few video submissions here and there, but nothing, not as nearly as much as I did before quarantine. Yeah, sure. So it's definitely slowed down quite a bit. I don't, I don't really know when things will pick up. I know that there are some productions that are in the works, and I've seen some other fellow actors on set of things. So. Um, but, are, they, yeah, they, are they wearing masks? <laughs> in the pictures, it, they were taking selfies and they weren't. So, right, but right. that I they didn't they didn't really take any pictures of the actual set and everyone. So I I know I don't really know. Well, here's the funny thing that I I I watched the show um, Insecure on HBO and it's one of those. Um, obviously, it, it takes place in LA, but I am curious, like when shows are going to sort of try and capture current day if if people are going to be like wearing masks while they talk to each other you know what's so funny is that my fiance and i were were just talking about this the other night we're watching tv now and 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 i'm just so used to the way things are now that when i i watch a show and they're not socially distancing and, right. and they're not wearing masks and, and they're doing all the things that they shouldn't be doing. You know, I'm like, 
<laughs> I get anxiety while watching. Yeah, I know. And uh, so it's it, it will be interesting to see how they they play that into future productions. It's weird. I have the sense of a lot of comfort and safety at home. But the minute I go outside, and I work out every day on my sidewalk, and I don't wear a mask when I'm out on my sidewalk working out, but I can see people are scared to get close to me. And when I go to the grocery store, and then of course I wear a mask there, I just, I can sense that people are freaked out. And I talk to my friends about this. I don't know when we're going to recover from this uh, emotionally and, and like interpersonally. What, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I think that it's going to take a very long time. I think that after, I feel like for the next couple of years, some of these new life standards and feelings are going to be here for a while, at least for, I foresee, two to three years. Yeah, me too. And, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if Home Goods and TJ Maxx are open now with with the new restrictions again, but... I was excited because I heard that TJ Maxx was open and and we just moved. We moved from oh, Venice right. to Playa Vista in May. So it's so hard to try to furnish a new apartment all virtually. You, you know, you have to wait for it to come in the mail and then you're hoping that it works out. But anyways, I digress. So no, it's okay. I go to Home Goods and I, twice in the same week, I, I, I went like three days apart. Did a lap around, got anxiety, left <laughs> both times. I just couldn't do it. I could not. I I don't know what I, the arrows down the, the the aisles and people not going the way that they were supposed to. Yeah. I mean, and then me panicking and freaking out, thinking like, am I going the right way? And like constantly looking down and like be being afraid to get yelled at or I don't. I, know. I, I just wanted to get out of there. I'm like, it's not worth. The scented candles. It's, it's just not. We've got to go. <laughs> I don't like how I am when I'm out there. It's weird. It's I, very similarly to you. I find myself it trade like I remember Trader Joe's four months ago or three months ago when this started out was literally like hell on earth. It was the worst place in the whole world. And mm-hmm. by the way, I the the Trader Joe's Barrington and Olympic is by far. The best Trader Joe's. There's never a line. So, oh, really? so just to let you know, and my my listeners and viewers, Trader Joe's, Barrington, and Olympic. There's never anybody there. And that that's a good tip. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that's something I value right now, which is so crazy. So, but like, and then how about as a hairstylist? Are you? Able, I mean, maybe you can't even say, I don't know, but maybe because I, I don't know, like what, what's weird is that I don't even know what I can say and, and not say right now without pissing know, somebody I off. I know, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a wild world that we're living in right now. With my hair clients, back when hair salons were allowed to be open back in the day, yeah. um, <laughs> so I would, I go to people's homes and, and they wear a mask, I wear a mask, I sanitize everything, I had to buy multiple capes, like all of the restrictions that the um, cosmetology board said that we needed to follow, I 
because also I'm going into people's homes. I, I want to, I want to be safe as well. I don't want anybody else to feel uncomfortable. So, um, th that's just been interesting. Well, <laughs> it's a head trip because I, I feel confident. I know I'm in good health. I eat well, but then these two delivery drivers yesterday who delivered some new furniture were in my home, were in our home for like two hours putting it together. And of course they were wearing masks, but I'm like kind of thinking, holy fuck, are the, do these people have COVID? And it's, it's really, it's a head trip. Yeah. It, yeah. You're just completely freaked out by everybody that, that you pass by. Um, the apartment complex that we moved to, it's, it's huge. There's five different buildings, and just to go downstairs to the mail room to get my mail, <laughs> the first couple times that I went, it was just trippy, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody in their mask, or if you forgot your mask, and then especially with us moving, and we had the movers in our old apartment, and then helping us move to this one, but so I was just a sanitizing queen there for a moment. Um, yeah. I, I think that... As long as you follow good guidelines of safety, sanitation, taking care of yourself. I mean, I was already doing this before the pandemic. So I've definitely like turned it up a notch because of this current circumstance. But here's, here's my here's my deal is like, you know. Guys are guys. I mean, I can't speak for women in the in the women's bathroom, but guys are disgusting. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in the restroom and guys never wash their hands and they bring their phone like into the bathroom all the time. So part of me like thinks, I remember Ellen DeGeneres obviously jokingly had sort of this tutorial on how to wash your hands. And I think to myself, like so much of this is common sense mm -hmm. and I can't believe how disgusting some people are. And I've, I've taught like yoga classes before where people are like full on coughing, clearly have the flu and they're still going to class. So oh yeah, because they want to sweat it out. They yes. think that, that that's going to help them. And that is just the worst idea. <laughs> it, first of all, it's so selfish. Yes. And, and second, when you're that sick, you didn't, your body needs to rest. <laughs> to me, these things are common sense. Yeah. And especially personal hygiene, washing your hands, especially after going to the bathroom. Even after you leave the bathroom, I never like to touch a bathroom door handle. Meaning I always have to have a paper towel. Lord help me <laughs> in the day that there aren't paper towels and the door is just shut and I have to. Then I'm going to have to get a trash can, stick it in the door to keep it propped open so I can go wash my hands again because that just grosses me out. It's disgusting. Yeah. My cousin Joanna told me a really funny story. I don't I don't know if she, she probably wouldn't mind if I share this, but yeah. uh, she has three little girls and her youngest, Lacey, is about to be two at the end of this month. And her father, so I guess technically my uncle, but not by blood. So my uncle-in-law, he um, she said that she realized before quarantine that he wasn't the most hygienic because he came over when she had the new baby and she as soon as he walks in she goes before you come near the baby go wash your hands and he goes I washed my hands this morning when I was in the shower and she said it was like 4 30 4 30 p.m and she's and like 
she knew that he went to the gas station that day. He went to the grocery store. Uh, he probably went to the bathroom several times. Yeah. Like, it, he drove there. It's just so funny to me. Um, we, we had a good laugh about that when she shared that with me the other day. Because some people, they're just kind of oblivious to it. So I, I, I hope that one thing that everybody can take away from this is to wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And not just in the morning when you take a shower. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah. So I, w- I want to, one more thing about this and then I want to backtrack a bit, but mm-hmm. maybe two more things about this. Are you like, I, you know, it's just, I'm this strange dichotomy of I'm, I'm happy and I like to laugh, but then I can go to this place of like, holy fuck, I don't know if we're going to ever get out of this fucking thing and it's going to get worse. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to have just like, Fights at the grocery store and the gross and, and like at the gas. I mean, I'm serious. I I don't know what way it's going to go, and 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 I think that's really unsettling for a lot of people because, you know, life is already hard without the sort of insanity around us. Just the day to day. So I'm like, are you? What's giving you hope right now? And I again, this isn't meant to be cliche at all, but what what is? Are you? Going to that negative place, the positive, what, what, you know, where are you going? I have definitely spiraled down that dark rabbit hole of freaking out about the situation. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. If you haven't, you're just kind of living in la-la land <laughs> because you're not really accepting the reality. Uh, I mean, this is everybody's first time living through a pandemic. We're all learning as we go. So on. The thing that's getting me through it is just trying to not think too far into the future because then I I get super anxious and stressed out and (laughs) sometimes hyperventilate, Um, (laughs) but rather just taking it day by day and um, just doing my own part and taking deep breaths, doing yoga, you know, um, that's really the I'm, I'm trying to stay positive that's really yeah. all you can do during such a crazy time um yeah and then also so my brother is super sick right now i don't know if you knew that no yeah so um december 4th 2019 so less than a year ago um he suddenly went to the hospital with bad gi problems they admitted him for colitis and within hours, he was sent to the ICU, and it, it attacked his organs and his kidneys. Now he needs a transplant. I, I don't want to talk too much about that for his own sure. privacy. But that's just been interesting because to all of quarantine, Penn Hospital, where he was at, and, and that's who's helping him with the transplant, they... Um, Basically, everything was kind of shut down there, too. They weren't moving forward. So it's like life has just been on pause since the start of this. Yeah. And it's such a weird coincidence that that happened to him December 4th. And then, like, what, two months later, 
COVID comes to the U.S., I think that it was already here before yeah, then. I think it was too. I think it was in like November-ish, December. What, yeah. It's funny. I've said this a lot on my show the last few months. And, you know, my show often is about like, you can see what's right in front of you. Almost anybody can. And I'm not saying that with, with nonchalance or, or modesty. Like, and in this example, I'll use your brother and COVID. Like COVID's right there in front of, for everybody to see. But then I start to think about all the people that do have Crohn's, colitis, um, have to have a heart transplant or have heart disease or high cholesterol who can't go to the doctor's office. And I do get annoyed when the government or whomever is trying to control the situation. But I, I don't think, I don't think people have a hard time thinking big picture and I do think about all these other people. I think about, I mean, suicide has been higher than it's ever been in the last three months. Just the, the amount of suicides in Northern California over the last, first three months of this year equaled the whole year of last year. And so I just, I have, I think about the, the, the big global psychological mental impact that this is having. And, and I, I worry about people like your brother. I worry about my dad and my mom who, my mom has high blood pressure and she wasn't able to go to the doctor for like six weeks. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, people who have um, pre-existing conditions before a pandemic strikes, you know, and then the pandemic is here and they're having a hard time even going to their doctors. It's everybody's life is kind of on hold. It's trying it's very hard to see the future and 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 know that things are going to be okay when really no one no one knows. Yeah. We're all telling ourselves that and telling each other that, but we really don't fucking know. You know? I feel so bad, yeah, for the people who have health issues and they're having a hard time getting in with their doctors, also people who are pregnant right now. Oh yeah. Um, my friend is pregnant back in Philadelphia. She's pregnant with twins. Oh, wow. And uh, they, won't, they won't let her husband into the room for the ultrasounds. So she has to, and this is, their, this is their first pregnancy together as well. So these are precious moments that are forever going to be altered. Yeah. Um, I'm getting married May 2nd of 2021. And I really wanted to go bridal dress shopping and I wanted to have that experience with my mom and my sister and when I have to go home for the transplant for my brother I was thinking of just having it be a very long trip of course anyways but also to go home a little bit early so that I could go dress shopping but even the the bridal shop in Philadelphia said I was only allowed to bring one guest <laughs> So it's even like that is just, you know, and it's people who have had their weddings just completely um, postponed, rescheduled, or they, they had their wedding virtually on Zoom, baby showers on Zooms. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, you know, again, also the show sort of also evolved out of my disdain and um, confusion <laughs> with, with tech and social media because... I, I'm not a Luddite and I'm not some, um, I'm not like steadfastly standing on a cliff saying, no, I'm never buying an iPhone. I mean, I, I certainly love my iPhone and I love technology. Um, 
Sorry, I don't know if that's siren in my background or your background. There's like, oh, it's my, yeah, it's my like, background. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll delete it. <laughs> I guess no, but so, but here we are. Like, I've felt though human beings are sort of becoming more robotic, and, and and strangely, I almost feel like we're just sort of numbing out. But now, ultimately, we have we're we're we're, um, we're reliant now on technology more than ever, and. It's, it's, I'm a little, I'm, con, I'm concerned about the human qualities and just imagine, you know, having a baby shower through Zoom and happy hour through Zoom. And, and I'm not, I'm not nullifying our experience right now. And I love that I can see you and this <laughs> is great, but it would be different. And I believe it would, I think it would create more sensations if, you know, I had hugged you and we were like in, at a coffee shop actually talking. So, I mean, what's, what are your thoughts? I, I, my heart goes out for the people who are in this alone. Yeah. Li- who live by themselves. They're in pure isolation. And that, I couldn't even imagine. I, I mean, I have my two cats and my fiance and it, it's been hard enough on me. But it, yeah, it is having that that person-to-person interaction. I remember um, before they started opening things back up, my friends and I, when we would get on Zooms, you know, to see each other, we would all just say, we can't wait to hug each other again. Yeah. You know? So just the simple pleasure of embracing someone else and them embracing you, how we took that for granted before almost, and now that it, you you're you're doing these air hugs when you see people, yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't I'm sure you've heard that. Sure. Right. Yeah. You see your friends and like uh, air hug. It's like it just. I'm just so over it. I'm over it. I just want to fucking hug somebody, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. But, yeah. Um, I'm sure in the future we'll get back to that place. I think it's going to take a very long time. Um, but it's, it's hard. And yeah, I, I do feel like technology though, with everything that you were saying about it, I agree. But could you imagine if we didn't have technology right now and we all had, we we were going through this? Oh, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, if, if it weren't for zoom, if it weren't for FaceTime, if it weren't for, um, just, having a laptop and being, I mean, I went to, um, I went driving in L I went to the pet store today around nine o'clock and there was nobody on the road. And I realized, you know, there's some quote unquote pseudo stay at home orders, but I, I know a lot of people are working from home. So thank God we have the cloud and we're able to work from home and access whatever we need. So, you know, I'm not naive to that at all. You're right. Um, I just, I think the reason why I became there's so many it's complicated many reasons why but I, I think as an artist I want to spend more of my time actually creating and writing and I feel like the world that we live in now it's requ- it's a requirement that you have to spend at least forty percent of your time cultivating some sort of thing on a social media platform to get people interested because all of those PR jobs and photography jobs, they don't exist anymore because technology got rid of them and people don't want to pay for music anymore. And now Netflix, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to go down too as much as I, 
I guess I kind of like Netflix, but I kind of don't because I think there's sort of, and I've spoken to friends who work in the movie industry. If, if you don't have something that's interesting in like two to four episodes, they're just not interested anymore. So, I mean, what, what are your feelings about tech and how it's impacting you creatively? Or I mean, what's your experience with it? And again, I know we're not like Luddites and we certainly love our tech, but what's your relationship with it and, and your feelings about it? I am so not tech savvy whatsoever. I I'm getting better at it. And I in the beginning of the lockdown, I I figured I would give TikTok a go to get a little bit of the creative what 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 would you want to call it? You can do that, that creative energy out, right? Yeah, sure. It was so frustrating though. <laughs> so frustrating because I'm a millennial and I'm like, how 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 on the F are they figuring this out? How are they doing this thing? Like Right. So I was doing that for a couple of days, but there was just so much pressure. Yeah. There's so much pressure to to have a, a, a great big following on TikTok, on Instagram, all of these social media platforms. I, I have a Twitter account. I don't think I've tweeted in years. I, I just can't keep up with all of it. Facebook, everything. It's just it's overstimulation. And 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 you you will you kind of you'll you'll go on and you'll be scrolling through Instagram and you find a page that looks really cool and and everybody only shows the highlights of, of their life. Yeah. They don't ever show you them like I had a shitty day today, you know, like <laughs> I fucking hate myself, like <laughs> like where they're like nobody shows that. They only show rainbows and sunshine and yeah. butterflies. So when you're feeling like crap and you know, you're, um, you, you almost, it, it's hard to not compare yourself to other people, especially in the yoga fitness world, in the entertainment world. Um, so when you're having a bad day and you're looking at their profiles and it seems like they're always having a great day, you question yourself. You're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? What yeah. am I doing wrong? But there's no answer. There. At least I haven't found the answer yet. I'd like to think that there isn't one. Yeah, well, that, I don't know if that explains. No, no, it does because that's that's the psychological impact of Instagram and Facebook because. Typically, one goes to those platforms when they're just like vegging out, they've had a long day, and they think it's like going to be this mind-numbing activity that isn't going to emotionally impact you, but ultimately it does. It does. It kicks you while you're already down. Yes. That's what it does. And I know that I've spoken to quite a few people like in the yoga world or just even in the restaurant world, um, actors talking about how to get followers. And I know that some people have paid for services to do that. I never wanted to go down that road. I just really didn't understand it. I always felt like something would come back to bite you eventually, right? And then, like, some of these people just lost, like, thousands of followers (laughs) in a day. And they'll be in therapy Um, for, like, months over it. Yeah. (laughs) And then then I – but this one is most interesting. This one girl – I'm not going to say her name. She said that she was following – people rapidly like rapid fire right uh-huh. and she would keep track of everybody that she newly follows once they follow her back 
She waits like a day or two and then she unfollows them. Yeah. What? Who has time <laughs> for that? Like, do you have a little notebook on the side and you're just keeping track of everybody's handles and you're like, follow this bitch the other day. She followed me back. Time to get rid of her. How? I well, well, this is this is sort of like one of my big points that I just read an article because they were thinking about getting rid of TikTok uh, or, or, you know, President Trump suggested it. But then apparently Amazon was telling all of its employees to drop it. But then like the next day they said, oh, we were just kidding, probably because they realized if they say anything negative about anything that's coming out of China, that they're like going to fucking get like boycotted or something. China, by the way, rules the world. It, like if, like that's that's the reality. But yeah. uh, well, we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bore people about that. But my, yeah. but there was an article where like people, kids were having panic attacks because they were worried that TikTok was going to go away, and they were like, "Fuck Trump because of TikTok," and you know they were going onto his uh, app and writing him bad reviews. But this is sort of my point: people care. People are spending more time caring about all the bullshit that's going on on social media than actually like talking or reading something and I think to myself no wonder there's so many idiots in the world right now because TikTok is more of a priority than anything else mm -hmm. <laughs> totally I completely agree um, I I admire the parents who limit their children's screen times I know that it's it's easier said than done um, for them to do that but I hope that in the future if I have children that I definitely implement something along those lines to where it, I wouldn't just shove an iPad in their face and just be like, here, you know, if they're right. bothering me. It's, it's definitely, I think, more challenging to sit down and, like you said, have an intellectual conversation or read a book than to sit on your couch, turn on the TV, and watch Netflix or just scroll through TikTok for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I and know. i say that because i'm guilty of it i have gone down the rabbit hole many times with tiktok to where before i know it an hour goes by because some of the stuff is just so funny but then i i'm like snap out of it you're wasting your life go yeah. do something productive go for a walk go out in nature go do something <laughs> yeah no i i i it's hard for me to prove but I, I don't think the creative content that I listen to or watch is as wonderful as it used to be. Of course, there are exceptions, but I think with when you have all these services, like, um, I mean, I, I'm sure you're not like that young. You, you do remember a day and age when it was like there were networks and like cable television. But when you have literally 24-7 Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon, Apple Plus, Disney, I mean, they need to fill content. Mm -hmm. and, and I think to myself, th through my experience of writing, it, it takes me like sometimes six months to write a, like a couple songs that I think are actually really good. And these companies don't want you, they can't wait six months. You know, yeah. Ryan Murphy, who is like one of the most famous producers of all time, and I used to, I love the first season of American Horror Story, but now even his stuff I think is so mediocre. And there was an article about it in LA Magazine where like, this guy's putting out shit now. And I don't think it's even his fault. It's because they have to like turn the stuff out so quickly. Mm -hmm. So I, I yeah, it's like yeah, they're just throwing sp spaghetti at a wall to see what sticks. Yes, 
and who knows what is going to stick and because it's anybody's guess now at this point so Mm -hmm. there's this new show that we actually just started watching two nights ago um i'm trying to remember what it's called it's with zach efron and each episode he's in a different country um that's amazing i I feel like i should turn on the tv real quick just yeah no i feel like i've seen i think i've seen ads for it it is so good because he goes to these places and and did you know that in Paris they um, they have really really clean water? They take it very seriously, and they have it's called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Okay, it's amazing. You should definitely watch it. Highly recommend. Um, you will learn something new each episode. That's cool. It's not. It's you know that you're not just watching it. It's mindless television. You're actually just tuned in, and you. <laughs> so with with Paris, they have the really, really clean water and they have free water fountains all over the city and their uh, dispensers, rather than you going up to buy a bottle of water, you go up to buy an empty bottle. That's what they sell. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're, they, hand, they hand out maps and they actually have an app for you to find where they have sparkling water fountains. Oh, wow. I didn't well. know that. That's so cool. I didn't know that either. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I, I now it just, like, every time I think of Paris, I just think of the Eiffel Tower. I never, I've also never been to Paris. I definitely want to go, especially now that I know they have just sparkling water everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there'll be nothing more romantic than being in Paris while you're wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're banned. We're Americans are banned from Europe Gosh. for... We all of all of the summer. Who knows when we'll actually be allowed back over there? A- Emmy and Emmy and I just got back from Mexico City in Tulum, literally a week before like that. Where we, I remember when Trump like said something stupid, where he basically like said, I don't even remember because I'm going to paraphrase, but he said something like, "We're shutting the country down," and so people in Europe that were Americans were spending twenty thousand dollars because they thought the way that he said it that he that nobody was allowed back in the country, and so we got back here literally a week before that whole thing went down, and we were just like, "Thank God we were able to get in a another quick vacation," because I don't, I'm wondering when I'm going to feel comfortable going on a plane for 12 hours mm-hmm. I, yep totally <laughs> because really i mean you're just breathing in that recycled air yeah <laughs> and you're in a compressed tube with how many other people <laughs> and you're normally elbow to elbow and you know planes are nasty anyways you know what's so interesting i've always worn a mask and i always got teased That's whenever so, i would fly no way the, yes I've been wearing a mask on planes for like three years. So yes. it's like you and I are the only ones in the whole country. Yeah, I was. we were like, we were um, early adopters of the mask. Yeah, I, yeah, because I would travel back and forth from L.A. to Philadelphia two to three times a year. You know, yeah. I'm going to have to go back probably next month, maybe September for my brother's surgery. So, and you bet I'm going to like triple up my mask. I'm, I'm going like, to like. You're going to have a visor. Like put me in a bubble suit, like literally, I'll, like like bubble boy. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've I've always worn a mask because so funny. Uh, and and I, so my whole getup, I would wear a mask and earplugs, unless I was listening to something. Sure. Because I I can't stand the sound of people chewing. 
Yeah, that's so funny. Me neither. It bothers me. And mouth breathers. Oh, I know that wait, I know you're, you're like my my the the Jerry Seinfeld thing, like the twin or something. What's it called? Yeah, I'm the uh, same way. Your doppelganger? No, doppelganger. No, it's know. like the, some sort of twin of some sort. I can't tell you how many times in a yoga class I have walked out because I was next to a mouth breather. I remember you telling me this in teacher training. <laughs> oh, that, so, so, so you know I'm not lying. I, were you? I know you're not lying. How long? I, I, for how long have you been annoyed by the mouth breathers? Um, that really resonated with me when you said that in teacher training. I'll never forget it because I was like, "Geez, he feels the same way as I do." You never said anything, or did you? Or you I were... think I did. Um, but no, my um, growing up, my mom wanted to take me to a doctor because she thought I had heightened senses because. She said I can smell like a hound dog. Like I can smell me too. from a mile away. And like somebody like smacking their lips or yes. chewing or like crunching uh. literally makes my blood run cold. And like, oh, I literally, as a kid, I would burst out in tears, like screaming, freaking out. Like I would want to like punch someone. And now oh. as an adult, I just will sit there and hold my ears. I didn't, re- I didn't realize this. About- I can't believe we never had this conversation or I can't believe that I forgot because my explanation for it all is I I think that I used to be a dog. Oh, really? You be- think that? Because I, my, my sense of smell like is so strong. Garlic, like the worst is garlic breath at like uh, a yoga class or, or like mm-hmm. I'll be sometimes I'll be swimming in the pool and I can tell if somebody had like garlic uh, toast for dinner or something because when they swim by me, they reek of garlic. Whoa. Okay. So you're like super sensitive. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sensitive. I I saw online that there there's a name for it. Huh. Um that to wear insane. <laughs> yeah, right? Um but it's linked to genius brains. Really? Mhm. That's I'll good. find the article and I'll send it to you. It may not be a heightened sense of smell, but it's definitely a heightened sense of sound. Like 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 even people like what about somebody scratching? Oh yeah, the or that or like the that, like um, putting sheets on a bed if the nails accidentally like scratch the sheets that drives me insane. Yeah, all of that stuff. And same with like um, like certain pitches of, of like leaf blowers or um, there's a beep that's like literally three blocks away from a construction site. Whenever the fucking tractor goes backwards, it beeps and it drives me insane. And I go outside and I find out it's literally three blocks away. So I asked, I walk over there a few days ago. I'm like, hey, can you stop going backwards so much? And he's like, this, I'm crazy. I know. They were probably like, beat it, weirdo. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's definitely neurological. Okay, God, please. Something, something in our brains that is wrong, or that there's something going on um, for sure. But I listen. I've been trying to figure it out for a while. But um, yoga really helps, and breathing, and and also just holding my ears. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people aren't the same when there's a fucking video camera around. I mean, that that is sort of the point of 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 another point of our culture, is. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I do like this one, you know, people say, especially with all the police brutality, and I don't want this show to get too serious because I've loved how lighthearted it is. And people will say, well, it's, it's revealing the truth. And on the one hand, I agree with that. But it's also, you know, it's, it's creating a world where people are cur- uh, curating what they think they want. What they, they're curating what they think people want to see of them. And so that's sort of the other f- bunch of falsities that are happening right now. People think that uh, you know somebody, but actually they're the comp- they're, they're nothing like what you see of them on social media. And so I you know back to your question of you know you were curious if this is video or audio or just audio. I mean, first of all, it takes more work to edit video, but people are not the same once the fucking video camera goes on. So I yeah. I have been apprehensive. And I feel as though there's a bit more authenticity that you can create when it's just audio. Um, so that's that's the long answer to your question. So I agree. Yeah, I think that's good. I yeah. like that. Rather than, you know, where it's like, hey, guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I, I had this weird idea, though, while you were talking. And you were talking about how people aren't themselves. I thought about maybe I'll start posting these selfie videos where obviously I'm being sarcastic, but I'll just be like, God, I had a fucking shitty day today. And just, <laughs> and just go on on rants for like a minute. Like, I fucking got a ticket. Fucking somebody breathed on me. I didn't wear a mask. I'm just going to fucking go. Like, just, I don't know. Yeah, just like, let it rip. <laughs> So I can obviously talk to you for, I, I guess my point, um, well, I, oh, what I was saying before I hit record, I always liked you and Diana because there is this sort of thing about yoga teachers where they're just always happy and always relaxed. And I remember getting into an argument with my mom like a year ago and she's like, why are you so upset? You're a yoga teacher. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I mean, it's so fucking insane. So yeah. like, do you feel like you have to live up to a certain standard now that you're a yoga teacher? Um, <laughs> you know, at first I did, right? Okay. And then and then once I really started teaching and, and 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 acquiring more classes throughout my weeks and on my my set schedule, I kind of was just like this is this is it. This is me. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to have good days, I'm going to have bad days. I'm always going to be professional once I'm in the classroom. You know, I'm never I'm going to try just my best to never take that into the room with me. But um It always bugged me when I would take classes and you can tell when someone's speaking from their heart and when someone's speaking from a script. Yeah. Right? Like it was a quote that they memorized and they're like, love yourself (laughs) because no one one else would love you more. Like stupid shit like that. Yeah, that's great if you want to read it on like a quote or hang it on your wall or something like that. But... I feel like the, it's best to just say things organically and um, or just not say anything at all and just focus more on the practice. Yeah. So, so. I try not to get too la la la, <laughs> you know. No, that, that whole soft-spoken yoga teacher thing and everything's great and I'm going to talk the whole class like this. Makes mm-hmm. me want to scream. 
<laughs> yeah. I the only time I like something like that is when it's um yin. Sure. You know, and it's yeah. very, very calming and soothing. Because you could you imagine being in a yin class and, and like then being like Polly Shore or something. Bored it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um last question, I'll let you go. And it's 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 I I it's not gonna be an easy question because there's like sort of two parts. But I, I assume you came out to L.A. to pursue acting. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, many actors get into serving or Uber driving because you need some flexibility. Because you don't know when you're going to get auditions. And so, I mean, how can you... Navigate like what are you thinking now? And I mean, you know, what, what was sort of your reasoning behind behind coming to LA? And when when did you know you wanted to be an actor? And then how is that? How do you think that's gonna look over the next year? Are you even? Because I, I I'm worried that people are going to let go of their dreams because of what's happening now. So can you? I know that's that's this is sort of a two part question that I'm sort of asking, but we can talk about it a little bit. But why? Did you come out here? What were your dreams and goals? And are you still holding on to them over, you know, are you, hopefully you're holding on to them? Well, first I'll start by saying that I, I feel that some people already have let go of their dreams. I know a handful of people that have already moved back to where mm. they're from. They left LA. Yeah. They're gone. Me too. So it's a lot of people are leaving Los Angeles, whether it be because, um, they they can't afford to live out here. They're scared and or they're just giving up. I feel like once you leave LA, it's very hard to come back. That especially if you're moving across the country. I mean, how many times do you want to move from from one side of the country to the other? Yeah. Um, but I got into acting when I was five years old. My biological father got me into it. So we would take the train um, into New York when I was. Five and six, so we did it for almost two years, and and but then my my biological father died suddenly in a car accident. Wow! And so after that, it was very unrealistic for my mom to continue to take me to auditions to New York, and, and also I'm one of three. I have an older sister and a younger brother, so I just continued to um, be in theater and anything entertainment wise, uh, recreationally throughout elementary school and some of high school. Yeah. And you know what's so crazy? It's like I I didn't even know that you could go to college for film and TV. Hmm. Like that's how much of a, a small little bubble I was in. It's like it's so weird. Um, my cousin and one of my closest friends from back in Philadelphia, we had this conversation recently how how little we knew before we graduated. You know, like we didn't know all the different things that you could do. Yeah. Right. They just went to school to be nurses. I went to school to do hair before I was thinking of, of going to school to be a nurse or a pharmacist. But that's a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> but so so then so after high school, I I was I really enjoyed doing hair. I, I would I would do everybody's hair for for school dances and everything else and I would I would cut my stepdad's hair. Well, I had no training whatsoever. I just had a natural knack for it. Right. So, 
I went and I did hair and I, I worked in this amazing salon for five years. I went to Vidal Sassoon in London. It was it was great. I was very successful with it. But I, I just, like I said earlier, I, I just felt like this was it. I just wanted more. So my last year that I was in Philadelphia, I got back into acting classes just as a hobby. And one thing led to another. And then I was on set of the Silver Linings Playbook mm. as, an, as a background artist. And that's when it hooked me again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. Like, And then I went to this, this event in Baltimore. And I was approached by a an acting coach from out here in Hollywood. And he invited me to work in his studio for like his boot camp. And like a month later, I flew out and worked at his boot camp for like two weeks. And then he sat me down at the end of it. And, he, and at the time, I was 22. And he, he was just like, look, I mean, now's the time to do it. If you want to do it, you have nothing to lose. Like what's holding you back, right? Yeah. I had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend back home, but I was like, see ya. (laughs) And then I flew back to Philadelphia, put in my notice at the salon and, and moved out here. And the only person I knew was that acting coach. And I'll, I will never regret it. Um, you know, I, I grew so much as a person moving out here. I met my fiance. I, I have my my two cats, they're up, they're from out here. I have so many friends. I love California. I, I still love the entertainment industry. My, um, my, I don't know how to, how to say this. So I, I still want to pursue it, but, um, on my terms. Yeah. And still be able to enjoy it and not put so much pressure on myself as I did the first few years that I was out here, I was not kind to myself whatsoever. And which also really led me to yoga because I was, you know, it's always like calling you, right? So Mm -hmm. that was my happy place. And so now it's just this, I'm trying to balance it, right? So I don't want this pandemic to sway me to to not go after it anymore I just feel like everything happens for a reason I know that's so cliche to say but you know I, I had success with acting when I was young with with my father and and I I did pretty well the first couple of years I mean I moved out here when I was 22 I didn't know anybody and like I, I was a little go-getter so um I definitely want to continue to go after it I think more but just from a different um perspective yeah right and um and and also i so it it depends on what how people think right some people they like to put a time limit they're like i'm giving it 10 years and in 10 years if i'm not successful then boom like i'm done like i'm just giving up like I, i mean there isn't a formula for it so if it's still bringing you joy and you have your side hustle that helps you generate income so that you can live in such an expensive city, then why not continue to go after it like at your own leisure? Well, and you bring up an interesting point. And I, I used to struggle with this, but I've let go of it. And it's this idea of success. I think, unfortunately, living in such a capitalistic um, where where celebrity celebrities are literally idolized, and, and we think that they are perfect, 
And I was just listening to Jim Carrey um, on a podcast. I guess he has a book coming out. And, you know, he found out firsthand that once you do get that way, um, it's your life, you still have the same issues. You still have the same problems. And and I think that's sort of what social media has has done. It, it It's creating this world where people think that getting that attention and the dopamine and, and looking like a celebrity is is nirvana, is, is how you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. And, and I know I've, I've gotten more joy out of writing and doing music by equating success with these weekly or daily milestones of, you know, got a good vocal done or wrote a, wrote a chapter or finished a book. Because as you say, it, it, you can get so caught up in what everybody else is doing and then you end up losing track of, of what's really important as an artist and as a creator. And of course, you want to make a decent amount of money doing art. I mean, that, that would feel great. But mm-hmm. we can get lost. We, we'll get, we get lost in that whole thing. And I think that's when the toxicity of the process starts to happen, you know, just through my experience. Totally. I agree. I feel like if you, as an artist, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I like this? Hmm. And if you, if the answer is not because it brings you happiness, then, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. You know, you're in it because you want to be a celebrity. You, you want to be rich and famous. You want it for all the wrong reasons. So as long as you're still pursuing it, um, and it makes you happy, then I, but I don't see anything wrong with that. Does that explain, does that kind of like explain it? Definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, especially cause I'm from Northeast Philadelphia where like majority of my friends have, uh, or people that I went to high school with, you know, they already own their own homes and they, they're on like baby number three, you know? And, um, so then you compare yourself and you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. right? If I, if I don't have a baby and if I'm not married by the time I'm 30, I'm a failure. Like, and, and that's just, that's just not true. That's right. just the mold that, that they created and that they want to shape to. And if that makes them happy, then that's great. But I just think that everybody is is on their own little journey and you just have to do what's best for you. And also the reason that I want to continue to do it, I, I mainly want to want to just be a comedic actress Hmm. professionally because, uh, and I've said this to agents and other representatives in the past to where they, they try to send me out for something that's like super emotional to where you're crying and you're reliving such a traumatic experience, right? You're you're living that role. I don't I do not enjoy that. I'm already a very anxious person. I have really shitty days sometimes. Why do I want to take on a role to where like you know, she was like traumatized and and something awful happened, you know? I had like this this crazy audition right before quarantine. I can't say the show, but um it was awful. I was in a funk the rest of the day. Up until the, the following day, did I and was it until I snapped out of it. 
So I don't enjoy that. I enjoy comedic acting because you laugh, you smile, and I know that when I'm feeling down and I want to like just watch something mindless and get out of that funk, I put on a comedy. Yeah. It makes people happy. And who doesn't want to be happy? You know, I, I want to make people happy. Yeah. Like, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you were always a goofball during the, <laughs> the teacher training. But I, we, we had a good time. It was fun, you know? Yeah. And that was, that was the thing about that room, why I probably responded to you and Deanna the most, is that, um, you know, it just yoga, yoga can get very serious. And, uh, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just, just, people do have the tendency to often go to that, um, modality because they have some shit going on. So I try to add some levity and, and sort of have some fun. And people are surprised if I tell a joke in a yoga class, because there's sort of this, um, belief that it just has to be serious. And, and, and I think we need a little bit of light yes yeah <laughs> not yeah. The, not the, the serious light but like lighten up a little bit yeah exactly yeah i agree i agree are you you're still teaching are i you? am oh yeah well i i am still doing the zoom thing three four four times a week mm-hmm. um one of the studios i teach at there's they're doing zoom uh, i'm still there uh, the other studio, um, th- there's no, it's just not happening right now. And then I was going to start teaching in another studio that was opening on Fairfax. Um, but now we were literally going to, uh, they were going to open in a week, but now that's not happening. So I'm sticking with Zoom for now. And and honestly, um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And don't you feel now that you're teaching more than like, right before you became a teacher? Did you realize how much work was put into it no. behind the scenes? Wait, but I don't, I don't understand the questions. Like, um, so okay, like, like before you started teaching, for some reason, I just thought that yoga teachers just show up and just teach the class. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize how much work they put into planning what they're going to teach planning the class making a playlist yeah you know keeping everything fresh and interesting and different right that's what that's one of the worst things when you go to a class and you know what to expect because you, you're so used to that teacher and they always teach the same thing well and they always it, say the same thing it's a fine line and i agree with you but i struggle with like the hardest people for me to teach are two types the ones that um have never taken your class before and, mm-hmm. and then the ones who take like every one because they're coming to your class all the time because there's obviously something about you that they like and they want that every time. But then you have to worry that they're going to get bored because you're kind of doing the same thing all the time. So those the, that's as you as I agree with you, that's challenging to sort of to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of thought and effort. <laughs> yes put into the class before you even get to the classroom. Yeah. And it's really hard to please everybody. I mean, gr- growing up, I'll never forget what someone said to me. And it's like one of those sayings that, yeah. you know, it's amazing. Um, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Yeah. <laughs> and it stuck with me because 
for real. I'll teach an amazing class. I'll get out and I'm like, oh, that was like, you feel it. You can feel the energy in the room. Everybody's leaving. I loved it. I loved it. And then there's just one person that just like leaves and they just, they put their head is down, their head is down and they just storm out and they just look like pissed. Like you did something wrong. And, um, but you, it's really hard to please everybody. And, and the problem is, I forgot where I read it, but that negative energy unfortunately overwhelms the good. Like there can be just one asshole in the room. There could be 99 people in there that fucking say great things. And there's one dick and that energy can somehow swallow up all the others. So it's, it's really powerful. So I, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I try not to let them, the first couple months that I started teaching, it it would bother me so much that I would take it with me when I left the studio. I would, I would go over it in my head. I'm like, what 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 could what could have bothered them, right? And and now I just realized that it's them. It's not me. Yeah. You know, I've I've gone to some classes like Pilates, Barry's boot camp, or whatever, and I'm just in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood, and like anything the teacher says, I'm just like glaring at them. Yeah. Like, I'm just you know, I want to be like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. But then really, I could take the same class. And go in in a in a completely happy, bubbly mood, and be like, "Oh, that was the best class." Yeah. You, you just you have no idea what's going on in someone else's mind and world before they entered that room. Right. I I hear you completely. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. This was great. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for thinking of me. And yeah. I, I I thought about as I said at the beginning. I thought about you for a few reasons. So I and I I just I don't know. I love I love talking to you. It was great. Yeah, I feel like your your listeners are going to be like, oh, like so confused as to what this episode is about because we talked about so much. Yeah, I know, but I, I got the sense that um, you would have a lot of thoughts on it, sort of a lot of stuff. And, and, yeah. and you're like me also because you're just interested in a lot of different things. And I connect to that type of person who just isn't doing one thing. Yeah, my brain's always going like a million miles a minute. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Tony Ann, thank you so much for being on the show and talking to me. This was really great. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice to talk to you.